Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man, I'm excited about this show today, man. I am excited. Oh man, we, we we talk we talk in my sport. You know, everybody thinks I'm I'm a boxing guy, which I do love boxing, but uh, you know, football was always my first love and it taught me so many lessons about life. And so that's what we want to talk about today with our guests and, and, and the friends that we have on about you know football being a, a game of inches, like life is a game of inches. Every single decision you make is gonna have a repercussion further down the line. And uh, you can be so close in so many different ways of life, and sometimes you give up before you make that extra uh, push to get to that finish line. So, um, man, so what's been up this week, JC? Man, I tell you, I've uh, been working on this deal about my audio book. I'm, I'm this close to signing this contract, so uh, we hopefully we get that taken care of. That's what I've been putting most of my time in and uh, trying to finalize that deal because uh, I want everybody to – not only read my book, but listen to me tell them about it. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And, uh, you know, this week, you know, I, I was a lot going on. I got to watch the, uh, you know, fantastic, uh, you know, uh, Los Angeles Lakers make it back to another finals. Um, I got to uh, to watch my Cowboys lose again. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch my Cowboys lose again. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 been, it's been a rough one. But on the, on the positive side, man, uh, I wanted to thank all our Facebook audience and our audience that watches us. We're over uh, 100,000 uh, views views per, per show, per and, show every week. And that is crazy. And the numbers are even getting bigger and bigger as we go. You know, so, Ray, let's let's tell them about uh, our guest that we, that's going to help us navigate through this, you know, football, a, a game or inches. Man, it's a fantastic show. Um, you know, we have... Uh, former NFL running back, the NFC, that led the NFC in rushing in 1998, a good friend of mine. He's like family to me, Jamal Anderson. The Dirty Bird is on the show today. <laughs> we got we got my good friend, Mr. Coach Burns, the NFL coach, Coach Burns, and and a leader of men. That that's that's I mean, that's what I call that man. He's a leader of men. He, he he's done everything from from coaching little league to, to the NFL and he's his heart is, is so fantastic and what he wants to do and how he cares about his his people. And then we got the legendary Mr. Hugh Jackson, NFL coach, uh philanthropist on the show today and it's just gonna be you guys are in for a treat, trust man, me. Man, you know, I, I cannot wait uh to uh Bring these guys in. I think we we bring all three of them in at the same time. Uh, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, why not? hey, welcome to the show, Coach D, Coach Hugh, and Jamal. Thank welcome you. to the show. It's your life. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Hey, you got you guys have had such a storied career. Um, you know, uh, we, we normally don't do this. We normally start off and we ask and we have a, a guest per segment. But we thought it was just the special today because we have. You know, folks that are from the same industry and that understand what it takes to be a, a leader and a champion of people. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the, the football being like a game of life. So I want to ask this question to each one of you guys about what was it that you learned from this sport that helps you in the rest of your life? So if we want to start off with uh, start with Coach Burns. <laughs> um, what I learned that is not about the X's and O's as it is the perseverance off the field and the things that you got to face because um, it's a grind. And if you're not uh, focused on that, you can get lost. And so I was blessed to find out how I was made uh, internally and intestinally um, through just uh, different circumstances that came up through the game of football. So, And that just transferred over to being coached um, in a way that would uh, pull from me. And then in some areas that I didn't think I had, and then I've been able to embark that upon my career, and then obviously with the help of uh, some men, namely one on the uh, on the line right now, who was a big influence to in me when I was coaching high school ball. Uh, Hugh J was was huge 
and speaking some words into me. So I, I learned more about uh, who I was and pushing through than the X's and O's for me. Awesome, awesome. Jamal, what about you, brother? From football, I mean, I just, you know, so many things. You know, from my background, Ray, I mean, it really started in boxing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we're we going to get into that because you and I have, have so uh, much history. So, after, after right. you answer this question, we're we going to go into that in a little bit. Well, I think, you know, I think, you know, so many different things about, uh, you know, hard work and being a part of a group, uh, you know, how to have success. And, and be a leader in a, in a, in a, in a community situation, in a form, you know, when you're dealing with a team or you're dealing with a group of individuals and personalities, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of championship teams from when I started playing football at seven years old to, you know, making it all the way to the Super Bowl. on every level I've been, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of a championship and the experiences and the things that I learned and got from each of those uh, are shared on so many different levels. Obviously, it's a little bit different when you're kids, but, you know, working together, uh, hard work, uh, leadership, um, you, know, um, you know, having faith in what you do, believing in yourself, all of those things uh, and the tremendous things that I got from football, you know. Well, wonderful, wonderful. And Coach, Coach Jackson, we want to go to you, and then we're going to come back and, and, and highlight Jamal for a little bit, put him on a hot seat. <laughs> okay, well, I think football's taught me so much about life. Uh, one, dealing with people first and foremost, uh, just different types of people from all different walks of life. Uh, and you have to learn that because in the locker room, there is no, we don't see color uh, at all. So that's never been an issue in locker rooms for the most part. But I think the thing it really taught me is about serving and giving back and leading people, uh, getting people to follow a, a, a single vision to try to accomplish it um, and understand that there's hard, hard work, determination, dedication, discipline, desire that you got to have to be successful. And um, those things drive you and they push you. And you learn these things as a young kid and they really catapult themselves as you start going through your life and you start understanding that, those five D's are the things that push you over the top to be successful. Man, so you you guys understand now from hearing these from these three gentlemen that, that you're in for a treat today. So when we talk about it's your life, um, sometimes we, we, we go off the, the, the little beaten path a little bit because we're talking about football. But with Jamal, I mean, I want to talk, talk, talk to Jamal a little bit because you've had such a fantastic you know, career in, in the NFL and and as, as a broadcaster and analyst. Um, but you and I have known each other since we were like little kids. Yeah. I, 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 want, I want to go into that and kind of give, uh, you know, the, the audience a little background about, you know, right. how our relationship started and how you started from both of us started from boxing. Yeah, no question. I, uh, you know, it's funny because there's, there's a highlight video and, um, you know, the NFL does all of these things on NFL network of, of greatest players and stuff like that. So there's a, Best skiff armors, and you know, um, you know they got Earl Campbell, and you see Walter Payton and Jim Brown, and then there's me and Eddie George, and Eddie George is saying all these comments about how good my skiff arm was, and I try to tell people who may not be familiar, I'm like, so yeah, I grew up around the best boxers of all time. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, quite literally, you know, my dad, you know, James, uh, our rest in peace, pop, he he went from working for Muhammad Ali to Sugar Ray Leonard, and I'm like, you know, people thought I was about to be a gold, and like, people thought I was about to be fighting. Like, me and Little Ray, they was like, oh man, those two kids, they're going to be great champions. <laughs> and I, mean, I think Ray was probably modeling when he was a kid, and I was trying to run people over and playing football. But that's how, that's really how I, I promise you, how I honed the stiff arm, man, watching these, watching these jazz and, you know, seeing Ray. You know, I, I was, so young when my dad worked for Muhammad Ali, I have vague memories and probably more so from images and stuff, but Ray's, his time with Ray, you know, and me being ringside at some of those fights and, you know, we still, <laughs> we'd be running around Las Vegas, you know, I mean, pop, pop, sugar would give us like $100, we'd be in the dude playing video games for like two days, man, you couldn't find us. But, I mean, we were, we were actually ringside for those fights, so I remember those. And, obviously, when my dad worked for Mike Tyson, 
uh, you know, I had been growing up and coming into my own as well. And it's just so funny because, you know, when Mike was about to fight Evander Holyfield, I'm in Atlanta, and obviously Evander's from Atlanta, and they put a big, big billboard up. Uh, for Evander, and uh, you know, I crossed it out. I was like, "No, nah, man, too tight to over here." And I remember a similar deal when your dad, because everybody had this, you know, everybody to this day. Literally, if I tweet about your father and the Hagler fight, I get fifteen to twenty messages from people who want to argue with me about the outcome of that fight. And I'm like, "Yo, I remember." I remember my dad, he was so intent on trying to find like a good place for training camp. And he's like, yeah, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go, we're going to Hilton Head. And I remember like, I was, we were living in LA at the time. And I was like, Hilton Head. I'm thinking like, well, okay, what's going on? Just how it times up for me. I, it was like, okay, so Ray, I'm thinking I'm Ray Figure. I'm like, Ray's about to be on some Rocky Balboa right now. <laughs> sure enough, I promise you. Sure enough, they, you, you know, you went to Hilton Head. And I remember my dad coming back, and he's like, "Oh, you got to come down here." And I just remember seeing your father and how crazy he was and the weight he put on. Um, and I was like, "I've never seen him look like this." I just—it was a different memory for me. But that's—you know—we go way back, man. Wow, you know, I tell you what, I, I, Jamal, we got to take a station break, but we're gonna come back, Ray. We're about to get some good stuff, man. <laughs> we're gonna come back and talk to uh, Coach Hugh Jackson, uh, Coach Deshaun. Burns and, and continue talking to Jamil. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley of Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man. Uh, uh, Jamal was telling us uh, these stories about uh, uh, you guys uh, growing up, uh, playing pinball machines and, you know, as... Uh, his dad was protecting your dad, Tyson, and, uh, and Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, and, and, and me, me and Jamal, we ran around Vegas, tearing Vegas up, man. It was a whole nother thing. Man. So, right. Okay. Good times, man. It was nothing but fun. You, you know, uh, I tell you, uh, where did the term Dirty Bird come from? Uh, I'm, I'm curious about that. So we were playing... Um, I don't know, Coach Jackson, it might have been. I put some numbers on a couple of your teams before, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were playing. Um, we were about to play the Giants in New York, in New York, and it was a national TV game. And uh, we were playing really good football, and it had been a long time. And I don't know, we, we, the Falcons had this history of, uh, you know, celebrating. Like, if you think back to, like, touchdown celebrations, Billy White, Hughes Johnson, you know, he was one of the first people to celebrate in the end zone when he did his, his chicken dance. And then, you know, obviously we had um, we had Deion Sanders, who's the, the first Falcon to go in the Hall of Fame, who was famous for his celebration. So we were going to New York, and, I mean, we, we started calling ourselves, like, the Dirty Birds. We were thinking of something to, like, not, not like we were ashamed of, you know, just the Falcons didn't have a great franchise history, and we were trying to change the mentality. So for us, the Dirty Birds were like, you know, the alter ego of the Falcons. You know what I'm saying? Where, you, where, you know, um, you know, a Stark, Tony Stark is not Captain America. You know, and then he goes to Captain. No, excuse me. Then he goes to Iron Man. Captain America. Then he goes to Iron Man. So for us, it was like, um, you know, the Dirty Birds were going to be like this new like image and practice, uh, that we wanted to be, you know, play a certain way. We were going to play hard. We were going to play physical. Um, you know, we were going to talk and we were going to celebrate. That was like our attitude. And not, not unlike, uh, several fighters I grew up around, you know, wonder where these things come from. Right. So, um, that's how, that's, that's what we did. And we were having a national TV game and I just kind of came up with the dance. Um, because I thought like just to bring the energy up for the city, 
and it took off, and it's been insane. <laughs> you know, that 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 is a. Uh, I mean, I know everybody wanted to hear that about how the Dirty Bird, but I'll tell you what, Jamal, we're gonna we're gonna switch. We're gonna bring you back in a minute, but we're gonna bring on uh, Coach Deshaun Burns. Uh, we're gonna bring. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. I can't complain. Appreciate you, man. Oh man, you know, I tell you what, what attracted you to the game of football when you was growing up? Just the ability to go out and compete and play. And um, I know we grew up, all of us probably grew up playing in the streets, playing in the sandlot, um, <clears throat> and just going out and seeing if you were faster than the guy next to you or in front of you, and, and just, just getting after it. I grew up, and my, my father, um, <clears throat> may he rest in peace, uh, he was real integral in, in, in bringing me up, and I just grew to it, just grew to the fact that uh, we could run and, and tackle and, and, you know, be boys, be physical. Did, did you play for your dad in, in, in- Yes, I did. I played for him in junior tackle, and then I played my freshman year for him. And he actually coached on the high school staff, but I did not play in the position that he coached. So he coached the D-line. I was a running back and corner. So um, I was on the team when he did coach, yes. Well, that, that's that's such a, a, a thing, you know, where football becomes a family thing, especially when your your parents are involved and, you know, they're able to spend time with you. You coach both of your boys in football. Uh, I mean, what was that like? You know, because you talk about football is it's like a game of life. <laughs> so yes. like that's real life. You got your sons out there, and you coaching both of your boys. Yes, um, I was I was blessed. I, I really didn't want to actually. Um, I was really hoping not to because I grew up a coach's kid, and, and it's a hard life, um, especially if uh, your your dad's played a little bit. And so I was blessed to play in college, and then got a cup of coffee in Canada and whatnot. And but just the experiences along with me coaching. Um, I really didn't want to coach uh, Lorenzo and Simeon, but um, I ended up taking the job over at Linfield, and then they played junior tackle or junior high football, middle school football, which reminded us of our time in Texas and Houston and El Paso, and then they ended up just morphing into playing for me in the high school. So um, I wanted them to, to walk their own journeys and, and live their own lives. Um, we, we, we really worked on separating dad from coach. Um, sometimes it blended, you know, because when, when they might have got out of pocket a little bit, I'm trying to figure out if it's uh, if it's the, if it's because I had we had to take the trash out of home we didn't take the <laughs> trash out, or if it was um, you know just some stuff in their neck. But it, it was a blessing. It taught me a lot, and I just would have to pull on some things that, that I remember playing for my father. So um, it was a blessing. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Wow, coach! You know I have watched you over the years, mm-hmm. and man, you're a masterpiece out there. How do you go about motivating all your players? I mean, I, I watch you, I see you, and and I'm thrilled every time I. I see you out there coaching. How how do you go about getting them into uh, the mindset that they need to go out and give their best? Um, I think it's just the energy, right? So I've been blessed to be around some guys that, that had unbelievable amount of energy, and I've watched guys pull from guys that you might question if you, if you saw them outside of the sport. So I believe in being honest and open and, 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 and setting a list of demands and just kind of what the standard is. And if you're going to do certain things – under my watch, this is the standard. And so the energy's got to be there, and it starts at the top. So if my energy's bad, I'm sure that their energy will be equally bad. So th- there's no days off. It's all gas, no breaks, we like to say, over in Linfield, Lion Country. It's all gas, no breaks. So it's about finding what, what makes them tick. Some of them don't want to play college ball. It's okay. Just be the best you can possibly be, and, and that's what we're called to do anyway as, as, as men of God. Um, you got to be your best. Man, uh, Coach, I've, I've got, got to see you work and coach with you up up close in person. Yeah. And uh, you make miracles with, with, with less sometimes, and, and it's it's phenomenal to to see that to say you know you have what you have the players that you have and you're gonna get the best out of them. Um, so what is the difference between because you've coached at, at all three levels? What is the difference between coaching high school, uh, college, and and pro? Um, shoot, it's the realness, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sidebar for a second. I know who's he's up next, but uh, I had a chance to to potentially work with with Coach Jackson, Hugh J. Back when I was at Bishopmont High School, when he was coaching at, at USC under Coach Hackett, and I had interviewed and, and we had spoken. Hugh J dropped some, some some nuggets on me, and then uh, we wouldn't cross paths until '02 with the Redskins. And I watched Hugh J coach uh, a backfield that was pretty talented, but the way he reached um, each and every one of those running backs that were different. Just uh, you know, I put that in the memory banks, and, and he pulled me aside and talked to me a little bit. Um, so. Uh, 
at the end of the day, guys want discipline. They don't like it, but they want it, and they want you to be real with them, and they want you to push them. And if you're open and honest with them, you can get a whole bunch from them. And I, and I watched I watched the man on the line there. Uh, I watched him do that a lot with some guys that you kind of wonder. And he'd, he'd find a way to, to get it up out of them. And I just, you know, in my young coaching career, I just, I just took notes, paid attention, and we spent many hours after work talking, and I'd, I'd, I'd pick his brain a little bit. So um, you got to be open and honest, I think. Wow. You know, uh, do you miss coaching in the NFL, or do you think you ever go back and coach there again? That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> the, the checkbook uh, is bigger than uh, NFL. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I really don't. I learned from, um, you know, once again, I learned from my mentors. You never chase the money. So um, that will not be an issue over here. And it's about, you know, serving God's purpose and being a servant. So developing character and developing young men, um, my time is done. God will let me know. In the process, i got to be all in where I'm at. I can't be worrying about the next gig because I'm not committed to the current gig. So um, that's not that's not my mental makeup. It's about being all in where I'm at. Um, I enjoy I enjoy coaching on Sundays. That's intense, and that's unlike anything. It's the pinnacle, obviously, if you're a coach. That's the pinnacle of your profession. I enjoy the intensity of college football and then recruiting and getting in homes and, and talking to kids and talking to families and getting to know them. And then I accrue the, the, the rareness and the, and the rawness and, and the innocence of high school football as much as it is left in it nowadays. I, I, I enjoy the innocence of, of developing. So, I just like coaching. I just like coaching at the end of the day. Well, you know what? I mean, football is like a fraternity. You know, there there's various, a rare breed, a few that, that come through that path and, and stay on that path. Uh, so, you know, I want to salute all of you guys for doing that. But what is it like to have a coach like Hugh Jackson? I'm asking this for you and Hugh because I'm going to tease this thing a little bit. But for you and Hugh, when, when you guys are – he was at one level and you're meeting him – when you know, you're in high school and then all of a sudden it comes together. What what, what was that whole process like? Um, I remember talking to Hugh Jay when we were at, at uh, like I said, he was at, he was under Coach Hackett and at, uh, at seeing they were actually looking at a couple of kids that were coaching at Almont and one of them ended up playing with them. Um, and then when we crossed paths in 02, uh, Hugh pulled me aside. We had been there. I don't know who Jay was. We, we got there early and it was like OTAs and um, we were going to dinner. Hugh Jay kind of pulled me. It sounds like be a pro, but like, 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 like was, <laughs> just that, that simple. I was 32 years that, old. That, I, I was a kid. I was a kid, and I'm 32, and I, I mean, I'm open. I, I just, I in January of 01, I was coaching high school. January of 02, I was coaching NFL, and in that time, I had spent time at Florida. I had been under Coach Spurrier, who was a great offensive mastermind. And then I see Hugh Jay. I'm like, man, hey, good seeing you, Hugh Jay. And we're talking. Pulled me aside one night at dinner at the pub there in Ashburn. It was like, hey, D. Burns, you know, you got to be a pro, and this is what being a pro looks like. You know, you got to be professional. You got to be on point. You got to know what you're talking about. These are grown men. You can't be a fan. You got to give them something they can sink their teeth into. And, and he really dropped some nuggets on me that, that people don't know behind the scenes, and I watched I, I watched him work, and I just was quiet and stayed in my lane, you know. Wow. You know, I, I, I tell you. I, I, <laughs> that's, that's great, man. Be a pro. I love that. You know what, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue com- your conversation with Coach D and bring on Coach Hugh Jackson. Now, I, I can't wait to hear his <laughs> response to that. <laughs> it's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. 
We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Still Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man. Uh Deshaun was giving us a lesson, man, right before we went to the break. Yeah, I, I know. But before I do that, I got to thank our sponsor. I mean, I got to thank Goldsmith Financial for, for making sure that this show keeps going on and, and giving us the the, uh, the motivations and, and finances to keep this thing rolling. <laughs> oh, because it, it ain't nothing for free in this life. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Please check out Goldsmith Financial. You know what, Ray? Uh, Deshaun was uh, answering that question. I'm curious to see what uh, Coach Jackson uh, have to say in response to what Deshaun uh, just said. So uh, without any further ado, let's bring on Coach Hugh Jackson. How you doing, Welcome sir? Welcome to the show, Coach. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. First, I want to commend Deshaun for what he's done in his career, uh, in his family, and uh, he's a tremendous man. And I know when I met him a long time ago at FC and the time we spent at the Redskins, I knew he was going to be very successful, and he has been. And uh, it's because some guys listen, some guys take the things that you say to them, and they really grind on it. And he's one of those guys that have done that. And like I said, he's a, he's a success. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you. You know, so, hey, hey, Coach, you have had an amazing uh, career, careers. What do you contribute most of your success to? Uh, I think um, work ethic, uh, my, my belief in God, first and foremost, uh, family, friends, um, people who are willing to uh, take a chance on me and give me an opportunity. Uh, and I'm very thankful. You said it. I've been a head coach in the National Football League twice. There's only this is the hundred year history of the league, and there's only been eighteen of us in the history of the league. So that that says a lot. So I'm very grateful and thankful for that. Wow, wow, that that's fantastic. She says only only eighteen coaches, uh, African American coaches, in in the history of the NFL. When the, the league is what seventy five percent African American, I mean that's a, a something that <laughs> you know obviously needs to be addressed. Um, and you've touched the lives of, of so many, you know, uh, people and inspired so many people. Um, what gave you the, the thought process that you that you could be uh, NFL coach and that you could uh, continue to affect the lives of young men? Well, I think it for me it goes way back to Pop Warner and high school. For me, you start learning a skill that. that when your teammates start saying, hey, you, you go lead this. You go be in front of this. And you start to understand that you have a way of leading men. And my the people who were in my age, the John Grudens, the Rick Neuheisels, they were head coaches. And me and John Gruden were office mates. And I go, you know what? I want to be what those guys have become someday. So I just put my head down and rolled up my sleeves and said, I want to be considered one of the best and went for it. Wow. Now you, you you got you got to coach some uh, some uh, amazing people. I mean, as you think about it, you got J- Jamal Anderson on the line. What, what would you have done with a running back like that? Oh, every play. <laughs> <laughs> and after you give it to him, just watch him do his dance. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 coach. Uh, no, football is kind of a, a game of, of, like we said, this game of inches. It's, it's like life. Um, you know, sometimes there's there's ups and downs. And uh, I know you have like you know, coaching in your blood. Um, how do you, how did you uh, reinvent yourself after after you left Cleveland? Well, uh, that was tough. That was tough. And because I've never been in that situation as a man where it didn't go right, getting fired during the season. That has never happened to me in my career. And uh, I felt like I was giving them my all. And uh, I went through a little bit of depression. 
harsh. That was hard. But you have to rebuild yourself. That's part of life. You get knocked down. You can either stay down or you can get back up. And uh, after about three or four days, I decided it was time to get back up. And uh, I just started to try to find different ways to become better, uh, a better coach, a better person. Um, you know, you have to go back and see what was your influence in the decision and be okay with that, but then start to move forward. And that's what I did as fast as I could. Well, Coach, um, tell us a little bit. I mean, you, you're doing so much other than football, uh, your foundation. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your foundation? It deals with human trafficking. Uh, we uh, started a foundation in Cleveland. Uh, we started a residence in Cleveland to house uh, human trafficking victims. Uh, we have now branched off into strangers, uh, the changers. We're trying to do things within the community to make our communities better. We're challenging people to get involved in their communities on a higher level. Obviously, getting involved in the communities is not as as important as the human trafficking because it's something that's just destroying families, people, um, the, the humanity that that you take in this situation, the human soul person, and turn them into what you want them to for your own good financial gain. I should say, which side? I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry. And uh, I wanted to make an impact on it. And uh, our foundation, and we've made a little bit of a blip, but boy, we're sure going to continue to keep striving to make more of an impact here in the future. Excellent. That's fantastic. And, you know, I don't, I don't think there's, there's enough credit to, uh, you know, to, to men that go out and, and, and do things like that, that you're, you're putting back and you're giving back to the community. Um, you know, most people see the outside picture and never understand the internal what's going on. I always look back at it because when, you know, I was young, you know, I had parents, my, my parents were in the public eye. We were the public eye. And what is it like for, for your children as, as far as your, you view your role as a coach on and off the field? Well, I mean, you try to keep it as traditional as you can. You don't want your kids to see you as a celebrity dad because you're really not. You're just dad. Um, my situation is I spent so much time grinding that I wasn't there. Coaches know that. We, are, we, don't, have a, we don't have a watch. We don't worry about time. We just get the job done. So we don't get to be at everything that our kids are involved in, and our significant others understand that. Uh, they wear a lot of different hats for us, and we respect that. Uh, on the other side of that, we as the men, we try to go create the best environment we can for our families so they can be successful, uh, experience things that maybe they couldn't uh, if we were doing it a different way. And uh, your kids, sometimes they suffer from that. And sometimes they really start to understand the grind of what it takes to be successful, too. So I think there's good lessons in these things. There's tough lessons in these things for the kids. But, boy, you have to really bring them up the right way and have them understand that um, the situation that your dad is in may not be the situation that you're in. And uh, it is tough when you separate from a team because – they have an allegiance to the team, and now you got to move on, and friends and people look at them different, and you have to teach them how to get through those. And that is some good lessons for them to learn at a young age, too, because you're going to deal with that in life. Wow. And, and, and Coach, Coach Burns, I mean, you're, you're, you're sitting here, and I know you're, you're listening to Hugh, and he, he, got, he got to impart so much uh, you know, onto you and your career. I mean, just that, those, those three words, be a pro. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is, is something that is hard to replace, that kind of knowledge. And, and I don't think, you know, it's, it's, we all appreciate that kind of knowledge when we're coming up, when we're first hearing it. So mm-hmm. uh, hearing, hearing where Hugh is now and what he, what he just said, what, what, what kind of effect does that have on you from uh, knowing him as, as a man and as a coach? Well, it just affirms everything that um, I, I thought about Coach Coach Jackson and Hugh J. back when I was a, oh no, it was ninety eight. So I was a twenty eight year old kid, and Coach Jackson was I was had an opportunity, like I said, to possibly you know work with him when he was at SC, and then now we're on the same plane at at um, the Redskins. Although I was an assistant, I didn't have the titles that he had, but he was like, look, in one part it was this is who you are. And then I had to learn hierarchy. I had to understand what it looks like up there because it's not a game. It, it, it's serious. So there's the Chuck E. Cheeses with the families and the kids <laughs> and the birthdays. 
and it was some sitting down, and I just watched him work. And it would be, hey, DB, you know, some things that you might want to think about doing, some things that you shouldn't consider doing. And there's the combines. And then um, I watched him prosper, and, and we parted ways. You know, we left, and, and, and UJ was blessed and, 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 and did his due diligence and stayed on and had, has had a marvelous career because I don't believe it's done. Um, but he did some things, and, and that was a tough part because we, we, we parted ways. Mm. And so our families were cool. We are close, and, and I'm leaving, and he was, I consider, a friend, and I got to go somewhere, and the U-Haul's in front of my house, and 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 he can attest to it. The business is, is, is funny, and um, guys can look at you a different way, but he did not. So it was the lessons outside of him watch, me watching him take running backs and, and, and make these guys monsters. It was the way he led that group of guys, the way he became our coordinator and, and did some things offensively with us and a group of men that were completely different because you're talking about guys with, with, with a lot of commas <laughs> behind their name, and sometimes they don't think that they need certain things, and, and Hugh J never wavered. And so um, listening to him, it just affirms that i got to stay on the grind. i got to stay on the path that was set before me. So it, it, it's good affirmation for me because it does get tough. Awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I know I know what you're about to say, Jason. <laughs> you're about to, about to push us to commercial, but uh, we got the lightning round coming up. So uh, <laughs> looking forward to having all the guests and we're going to do rapid-fire questions and, and get some fancy answers. Yeah, we're going to take a station break, and we're going to come back with all three guests at the same time, and we're going to do the lightning round. This is your life. I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. Goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor member of SIPC. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley of Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man, this is this is it's an adventure. You know, we get ready to uh, venture off into the lightning rounds and and uh, what well, we you got, you got to explain the lightning round. You can't just be telling people the lightning round is coming before it happens. Well, tell them what it is, right? So, so first, I, again, I want to thank our sponsor, Goldsmith Financial, for always supporting us. Um, but the lightning round, it basically we we rip off rapid fire questions, and it's for all three guests. So you you have about thirty seconds to forty five seconds to answer the question, and uh, you know we try to get as, as much in as possible because the audience has questions that they sent us. So we want to make sure that we get those through to you guys. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna start off with the first question, uh, and it's I'm gonna start off with Coach Burns. If you was not doing what you're doing right now, you know what you think you would be doing in life? Consulting, consulting, <laughs> and working with football. Put <laughs> <laughs> it right back to football. <laughs> Some people just just born that way. Got that brain. It's like that's what I do. <laughs> uh, Coach Jackson. 
if you you know if if you didn't choose football um and you had to choose another field what what would that be FBI agent <laughs> wow. wow i didn't expect that one <laughs> FBI agent uh please elaborate <laughs> what, what 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 drew you to what would draw you to the FBI investigative work mm. See, see, that's attention to detail. That's, that's what it is. Jamal, what about you, brother? So if, if, if you didn't I, have football, what else would it be? I would uh, – <laughs> 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 I would uh, – I don't know, man. I always I always liken myself to be some sort of artist or something. Maybe I'd be a musician. Who knows? I'm trying to learn how to play the guitar, so give me some time. Wow. Playing the guitar, man. Yeah, I mean, you all have had such amazing careers, and um, you know, everybody asks, "What is the secret to success? Like, what what is it?" And so, to each one of you guys, what is the attribute, or what what do you attribute your your success to? Uh, well, let's start with you, Jamal. I think it's hard work, uh, determination, dedication, uh, a sustained belief in yourself. And believing you can get it done and having, um, you know, having dreams and goals and, and looking forward to setting out um, on, on, on both of those things. And I think that's that's been the keys for me. Mm. What about you, Coach? Coach Burns? Um, let's keep the main thing the main thing. I'm sure you've heard that a few times <laughs> over the course of your sure. but, but keep the main thing the main thing. And then uh, my father uh, taught me that obstacles are the things you see when you take your eyes off the goal. So, um Keep your eyes on the prize and the main thing, the main thing, and, and roll your sleeves up, like QJ said, and, and get to work. You know, nose to the grindstone, ten toes down. Yeah. What, what about you, Coach? I mean, you've you've been in, in a rare space to to coach in the NFL, and and what do you attribute that success to? Grit, grit, grit. <laughs> yeah, that makes it makes it real simple. I'll, I'll take that. Yep. Now, I mean, talk you about. Know, go ahead, Coach. No, this is me. This is Jamal. Oh, okay, I wanted to say something, especially being on here with two coaches. Um, I was on MSNBC a little while ago, and I was one thing that we, you know, we were talking about all the obviously the social changes and the social justice initiatives, and and I was talking about Colin Kaepernick, and they were asking me some other things I like to see, and particularly about you know I, I'm so frustrated uh, by the failure in the pipeline to find, uh, nurture, and uh, successfully bring about uh, the opportunities for African-American head coaches. Mm. I, I'm, I was frustrated when that happened with Hugh. Uh, I was tremendously frustrated the way that played out. You know, he didn't even really get an opportunity, but you know, you get less of an opportunity. You look at uh, what, what just happened uh, mm. with, with, in the, look at the Detroit lions, you know, they get rid of a fantastic guy and now look at the mess it is. And I just, the pipeline frustrated. I could not be on the show with two, African-American head coaches without saying this, and it was important for me to bring this up on TV, and I've done it multiple times because it's just ridiculous to me. And, I mean, you know, look at what Eric Bieniemy is, you know, going through. And every time you turn around, it's, I know Andy Reid is a, fantastic, but come on now. You know, the, the fact that Bieniemy is not a head coach in this league and the, co- the coaching that we're watching in and out, and, and you see Adam Gates, G- G- what, yeah. what, you know. <laughs> I'm not trying to shoot. I'm not trying to really take shots at anyone in particular. I just think it's very, very frustrating for me to witness what happens with African American head coaches and how it takes them so long to move up the pipeline, the coordinator to coach, and in fact, when they don't get the same amount of time whatsoever to to try to turn the thing around and be successful, and then it's like the secondary chances just dry up. It's insane. Sorry, guys. I'm a big supporter. I had to say that. I think it's a big problem that needs to be addressed. Well, I, well, I appreciate you getting you, you speaking truth to to power because it, it needs to happen and be enemy for what yep. he's what he's done and offensively out there in uh, in Kansas City. I mean, it, it is it is uh, impressive and like you said, I mean, that, that's why we want to honor you, honor the coaches that's on here and, and the players yeah, and everybody that came before it. Man. Yeah, so Coach Burns and Coach Jackson. I mean, Hugh Jackson turned around whole players who were bums. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, well, you, you, have, you were turning so I was like, come on, man. How y'all trying to play my guy? You know? <laughs> so it was, I get frustrated, very, very frustrated to see, to see what happens here. But, with, but you, with, you with talk about that. You talk about that. And, and uh, so much of it is, uh, you know, what is the level of, of success and, and what do you attribute and what, what is, what do you call success? You know, when you have, 
when you're young and coming up, you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to be this person and I'm going I'm to take it to this level. But then you have a family and everything else, you know, changes because I'm sure Hugh and, and coach Burns, they and like, and you as well, Jamal, you, you guys want the, your family, your kids to have the opportunities right. that, that you may not have. Like you just talking about the opportunities that should be there. Right. Um, so right. what, how does that change your perspective, Coach Coach Jackson? How did that change your perspective once you had a family to what actually success was? Oh, it makes it tough because um, you got to be the best with your family first. And football becomes second. And But you're trying to be the best at football, too. And there's a happy medium uh, that you have to navigate in order to have success in both. Mm. Coach Brands, what about you? Um, what I've learned over the years is that <clears throat> success comes through your name and your word. And if those things are solid, then the opportunities uh, uh, will come. And uh, that's what I've had to like, like put my put my grind into um, because your name and your word is all you have when you leave this earth. And if your name is bad, and we've seen it, if your name is bad or your word is bad, it's, it's hard out there. So the opportunities will be created because you're a man of your word and your name is good. So that's what I'm truly trying to impart upon the, the boys and, and my daughter that uh, go out there and yeah. shoot your guns. You know? and, and Jamal, what about you? I mean, you got your, your daughters are beautiful. They're doing big things. And, and your, yeah, son, and your, little, your little, son's little, toting the rock, too. <laughs> yeah, I was about to call him little Jamal, but he's really not, you know, he's almost 6'3 now, like almost, almost, almost close to 200 pounds, and he's 15. <laughs> you know, he's not playing. I know. He's, a, he's starting as a sophomore, so he's having a lot of fun. And, the, and my daughters, I, I couldn't be more proud of them. Um, all of them, um, you know, tremendously talented students. And I got a singer, model, painter. Uh, my other daughters are UGA, um, on, you know, on the track and field team. And my oldest daughter, and she's graduated successfully um, uh, working in the business. She came right out of UGA in honors and, and got an excellent job in corporate America. So, I mean, they are they're stars here in this house and I couldn't be more proud of them. So you moved to California. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's, it's fantastic because you know, I think your, your kids are, are a reflection of, of what you give them and, and what, what you model. And so, you know, with the success of all you guys, kids and, and the way that they're, they're growing up to be great people, not just, uh, you know, the, 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 the sons and daughters of, of celebrities or, or, or top notch people. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 I want to honor you guys. And I thank you guys for, for being great fathers and doing what you do. Come on, Ray. Look how you turned out, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm the outlier. It just, it just happened. <laughs> no, no. Shout out to my family. I love my mother and father. Right. No I got prayer. a quick question for all of you guys. Uh, what is your biggest regret and what is your mo- greatest accomplishment? Let's start with a coach or Hugh Jackson first. My greatest regret is probably not finishing the Cleveland Browns opportunity. Because I think uh, I could have and, and would have done it at a, at a great level and would still be there today. My biggest accomplishment is my kids. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns, y'all hear that? Jackson, y'all hear that? Jackson, I thought she was about to say uh, the greatest regret was letting them hard knocks cameras in. <laughs> yeah, man, listen. I want to put you. I wanted you to be. Oh, I was like, you. You a must see TV though. I, I was like, you gonna bring it. It wasn't good. I was, it was. A, it was a terrible this year. But you know that thing is driven by personalities, man. And you was hot. <laughs> I was hot so. Hey, Coach D. Um, my biggest regret would be. <clears throat> Probably the opportunity at Texas Southern and once again not being able to finish that. I was interim head coach for the last two uh, games of the year versus Coach Browse and then an uh, ex-Redskin, um, uh, shoot, uh, the DN, who, uh, Monty, um, Monty Coleman. And um, just not being able to finish out at TSU, did the last two games and then obviously went in a different direction. So not having a chance to put some things underway that we had began to do in the offseason and work towards a good spring and a good recruiting uh, period, and then um, I got to piggyback with, with with Coach Jackson, Hugh J, and that uh, my biggest accomplishment will be to, to be able to witness my uh, my children graduate from high school, and then my oldest has graduated from college, University of Arizona. He's working on his graduates program while being able to play, and then maybe an opportunity to play at the next level. So, it's the children, and you, Jamal. Uh, for me. Um, if we would have won the Super Bowl, I would have told him I was going to Disneyland. So I'm mad. <laughs> I'm, mad about that. Right. 
I'm still hot. I was so hot. I went, I sat out there and watched the, I watched the, uh, you know, the, 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 the confetti fall down. I low key thought about going to snipe John Elway. <laughs> <laughs> You know uh, the difference it is when you win that thing, man. I had Wheaties, everything else now. Everything changed. So, no, I, you know, we, we play this game to win championships, and that's you know, as I said, I was I've been fortunate enough to be a part of championship teams on every level. So I, you know, my greatest regret is that we, we didn't we didn't win the Super Bowl. But I'm very happy we were able to take his coach Jackson knows well when you have uh, when you work uh, with franchises uh, that don't have uh, you know storied histories there's so many other um, complex situations that arise that make it difficult to overcome it's weird man it's like there's kind of a reason that some of these franchises are mired in the situations that they are for a number of years and there are a number of circumstances so that's you know, so but to be able to take the Falcons there, and obviously since Arthur Blank has come over, it's been a whole different thing. But that would be my biggest regret is uh, losing the Super Bowl, and then the money I lost the last time they they lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what? I mean, I I was, was going to. I know we coming to the end of the show. I mean, it's getting time. It's time is 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 running down. But I was I was going to ask you about the Falcons and the Cowboys game. And uh, what happened to your Falcons during, during that time? But, you know, we don't have time for that. You know what I tell you? <laughs> but this has been an absolute pleasure. I mean, I am so happy that uh, these three great guests joined us today for It's Your Life. And uh, always thank our sponsor, Goldsmith Financial. And we're always looking for other sponsors to continue to bring this great message to you. Yes, thanks so much. The listener audience, thanks so much. Ray, thanks so much. It's your life. I'm James Coley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. See you next week. Same Same time, time, same place. Same place. (laughs) Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.